Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Roll Tigers podcast. My name is Luke Lindquist, bringing you everything Hampton Sydney Athletics. It has been an interesting weekend here for Homecoming on the Hill. We'll tell you everything that happened. We have an interview with the junior Cade Minton from the cross-country team, and we end up the episode with everything coming up this week for your Hampton Sydney Tigers. We'll get right into it with rugby. Rugby had officially scheduled two matches for Saturday against the Norfolk Blues and George Mason University. Unfortunately, the Blues had to cancel, and George Mason officially forfeited the match. But George Mason did offer to play a developmental match against the Tigers. The Tigers did lose the unofficial exhibition match 35-24, but the Tigers do get the 28-0 victory over George Mason due to the forfeiture. Hampton Sydney Soccer held their senior night on Saturday, and they took another one-to-one draw against Randolph College. The freshman Mo Wampini scored the Tigers' only goal, and he is now tied for fourth in the ODAC for total goals with seven, and the assist came from the sophomore Pierce Buehner. Tigers are in a must-win situation for Tuesday's match against Eastern Mennonite University. They're somewhere between a rock and a hard place, as the Tigers need not only to beat Eastern Mennonite, But the Tigers also need one of two things to happen on top of the win. Those two things being either Randolph-Macon losing to Shenandoah and or Bridgewater losing or coming away with a draw against Randolph College. Now, if one of those two things happen and the Tigers win against EMU, they will have the eighth seed in the ODAC playoffs. That means they'll be going up against either Lynchburg or Washington and Lee University, and neither of those two teams are an easy win to come by, as we've seen earlier this season. Hampton Sydney football played Washington and Lee for homecoming this past Saturday. Tigers took a 21-17 loss. They tried a new defensive strategy copying what Randolph-Macon does against WNL, that being loading the box with five men to address the rush-heavy offense of Washington and Lee and it worked in the first half Tigers put up 14 unanswered points in the first quarter with a 24-yard touchdown pass to Mason Cunningham and a 43-yard touchdown to Braden Bowling the Generals did score a touchdown of their own in the second quarter to make the score at the half 14 to 7 Tigers on top but the Tigers only had one field goal in the entirety of the second half, while WNL had a touchdown in both the third and fourth quarter to take the 21-17 win. Tigers had an uncharacteristically poor second half, similar to what happened last week against Averett when the Cougars put up 11 points and the Tigers only had a field goal. And then this past week, WNL put up 14 points in the second half, while the Tigers only had three. Tigers are now 4-3 and three overall and 2-2 two and two in conference play. Now, folks, we have a treat for you. We have the junior captain of the cross-country team, Cade Minton, here for an interview. So without further ado, we'll bring you that interview. Okay, so I'm here with junior Cade Minton of the cross-country and distance track team. How are you doing, Cade? Pretty good. Happy to be here. Good, good. All right, we got a couple questions for you. We're going to talk about the season so far. We're going to talk about what's coming up this weekend with the ODAC Championships. We'll hit you with some rapid fire. We do everybody else, and then we'll ask you about what you have to say for recruits at the end. So first, you finished in the top 20 in almost every meet 
except for the most recent Roanoke Invitational. You took third at the Golden Acorn Invitational at Mary Baldwin. Can you tell us about what you've done in the off season and throughout this season to have such consistent performances and what was different about the Roanoke meet? Yeah, so I'll just start with the off season. I mean, um, our training really starts uh, the first week of June for cross country. So it's a long, long season. Um, which means you have to have sort of a mental capacity to run for that many months straight. But if you don't start in summer, um, you're at a severe disadvantage. And any cross-country runner will tell you that, um, that summer training is essential. Of course, this summer I was abroad. I was in England, which was actually pretty sweet because the weather was nice and I got to get some some good training, some good miles. And that's really all you're doing is just running miles. Um, but then when you get to Hampton, Sydney, it's really nice because then you have people to run with which is huge. I mean, if you're struggling with running, go find a buddy to run with and it'll make your life 10 times better. Um, so yeah, just put in the work over the summer. And then when we got here, um, I mean, the guys have all been fantastic. We've worked together like we've always been a team. Um, and we're consistently running six days a week for the last three months. I mean, it's, it, it really is all about consistency. Um, so that's been a big part in terms of results. I mean, yeah, we've had a record breaking season. We, we have a, a really consistent and good top five guys. We, so at the last Renick meet, we actually broke the five man 8k record average. Um, so we, for the first time ever, we got under 29 minutes, um, as an average and our results from our earlier meets were all very good. Um, but those are also from small meets. So that difference between our last meet was because we raced with 180 guys on the line at Roanoke. Um, and our first three or four meets, probably the biggest was maybe 100, 110. Um, so yeah, we had better competition at Roanoke. And of course we enjoyed that and that made us go fast. So uh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of what's been going on there. Yeah, absolutely. And some big contrast for the AKs. The only other AK you've ran this season was the Lancer Invitational. And there was only, what, 44 competitors, only four teams there for the guys. Yeah, that's correct. Okay, so bigger group. Really pushing you to, to go, though. And you said you've set now the school record for the five-man 8K time, right? Yeah, the five-man team average, wow. which is what scores you, you know. That's, yeah, yeah. That's what your team scores, basically. And, and for those of you who don't know, the scoring for cross-country, it is uh, lower points is better, and you get points in your placement in the in the final finishings, right? Yeah, so say I finish 35th, that's 35 points, and then the next person finishes 40th, so then you add 40. And whatever team has the lowest score from their first five runners in uh, wins the meet. And I, I remember we talked about this earlier in the season when it happened, but the – um, Golden Acorn Invitational. You guys actually tied we did, at yeah. the end of that, and it came down to the tiebreaker, which is very unique. And is there anything that you, you have to say about that, how, how that comes down to being a one-for-one head-to-head one, um, -head race, essentially? Yeah, I mean, so at the Golden Acorn, there was only three teams, and it was essentially going to be us versus Eastern Mennonite, um, which is what happened. And when you get in a tiebreak like that, it goes to your sixth man, and whoever's faster uh, wins. Um, I think sometimes maybe they also count the seventh runner and then determine between the sixth and the seventh who has the least amount of points. But either way, the lesson of the story is all seven count. 
So we take, no matter what meet we go to, we're taking eight guys Mm. because our top seven are very important. Even though six and seven don't score necessarily, they can bump other teams' points up. And if we happen to get in a tie break, they actually really do matter. Um, So that just goes to show that mm, it's not just the top five that matter. Absolutely. I do remember remember looking at the rules for this too. And I think it's for NCAA, correct me if I'm wrong, but it was like the top five runners will have a head-to-head, and it's a one-for-one there. And Mary Baldwin had you guys had the the what two three four placements yeah that's correct yeah. and it came down oh it came down to to what the fifth runner in that case yeah so I think their top two beat our top two mm-hmm. but then our middle three beat their middle three and then their fifth beat our fifth and so then it went to the sixth exactly. which is uh it, it's it's that usually only happens at um, smaller meets but it can happen at bigger meets too so we just have to be prepared for anything you know and that just means our sixth and seventh guy. Um, we want them to be as close to our fifth guy as possible. Yeah. So that consistency is really key. And speaking of that consistency, regionals coming up this weekend. It is at Green Hill Park. Now the team found a lot of success there last year. Nearly every runner set a personal best at Green Hill Park last year. Um, but we struggled there against or during the Roanoke Invitation we just talked about. So what what do you see as a runner from that perspective? What makes Green Hill Park unique? What's made it different between last season and this season? Yeah, so I mean, um, I don't know if you're aware, but we all PR'd at Green Hill this year. Yes. So across the board, me and Carter actually beat our Toms from Green Hill last year. So we've just been, been hammering at that course. We've already ran there twice this year, um, getting ready for conference. And I mean, what to say about the course? I've been running it my whole life. I ran my state championships there in high school. So, like, I know it like the back of my hand. It's um, the reason why they do so many races there is because it's a great course. It's flat as a pancake. There's not a single hill. Um, so, so they're lying when they say Green Hill Park. It's, it's more just Green Park? Yeah, yeah. But it's in the valley, so there's these huge mountains around you. But then there's just this flat in the middle, which is kind of crazy. So it's a beautiful place to go. Um, but it's also strategically important to remember that it's flat because you can go out there and set a constant pace and you can be expected to hold that because it never changes the course really never changes um and i'm very excited that our conference race is there um so we got ninth out of 19 teams um two weeks ago and some of those teams weren't in the odac some of them are regional teams obviously a lot of good teams um but i mean we fully expect to be very competitive amongst the ODAC teams. I think only Lynchburg and Washington and Lee were the only two ODAC teams that beat us there, which Lynchburg's ranked 10th in the nation. I mean, they're a powerhouse, and Washington and Lee is right up there with them. Um, but, I mean, we're going to be hashing it out with uh, Shenandoah, Bridgewater, Eastern Mennonite, Roanoke. I mean, we'll be right there in the mix. So it's going to be a competitive day and it's going to be a close race but i'm glad it's at green hill because we know what to expect from it like there's going to be no surprises you know Mm. it's a flat course we've ran it twice already like we know what to do so i I feel good about that and i think the team should as well absolutely obviously you've been doing good all throughout the season all throughout last season as well you've been a consistent runner in your time now you hopped into this a little bit later than some people you started what your sophomore year and did that does that change your perspective or was it that you ran in high school and then you skipped your freshman year to get there what was that what was that choice and that transition like for you 
Yeah, so I actually did run freshman year. Okay. Um, that's a, Freshman year, I actually set my PR in the AK. Okay. And I've yet to get back to it. But that was also on, like, a crazy fast course that we haven't been back to. So I th- I think now if, if we went back to that course, I think I could uh, beat my old Tom there. Um, but, no, I've been running since seventh grade. So I haven't missed a season of cross country since then. And uh, – that experience does go a long way because you know your body, you know what to expect from your body. And, um, you know, I would say it gets easier with time, uh, but it, it's really a new challenge every season. So, yeah, no, they got my face for that, man. Thank you for correcting. No, you're good. Yeah. Okay. So consistently last year, consistently this year, and also the senior Carter Bertram is, has come into his own. He, he was running really well last year. Now he's taking multiple top 10 placements this year. So what, what has the team on hold done to get better? As you said, they've been setting records just in this past weekend for, for a team standpoint, and you guys have all been setting personal best throughout the season. What are you doing that you think is making that consistency that's compelling all that success? It's the culture, man. I mean, I'm not sure how familiar you are with the history of the program here at Hampton-Sydney, but um, for years uh, we were like a club team. We were not very competitive, and it's been a while since we've had – a consistent, deep, fast team. And Coach Griswold has really changed that. Um, so a ton of credit to him for what he has made this team into. Um, you know, all of our runners are on the team, not just because of their toms, but because they're good guys and they contribute to our culture, um, which in return has made us fast. Um, so, like Carter, for instance, um, he, I mean, he's always had that speed in him. If you ever happen to look back at his high school toms, he was crazy fast. I mean, much faster than I was in high school. And uh, it's been an honor and a joy to be able to run beside him and kind of watch him progress. I think COVID really hit him hard. His first year here, he didn't get to run because of COVID. Mm-hmm. And I think that really set him back. Um but since he's gotten this team around him now and he's got that competitive aspect back, I mean, any given meet, Carter Bertram could beat me. And that makes me faster. And I know that makes him faster. So, yeah, we've just been pushing each other at the top of the pack. And our plan is to just bring the rest of the guys along with us. And that's, um, that, that, that's really what we've been trying to do. And, no, I'm super proud of Carter. And, I mean – he he'll be a great runner his whole life yeah so he's the only senior on the team is there any sentiment in seeing him go oh yeah i mean he's been my running buddy the whole time i've been here he's my roommate we're both captains of the team like honestly don't know what i'm gonna do without him we've been trying to tease a fifth year out of him because he still has a year of eligibility Mm -hmm. because of covid but um you know, it's ultimately up to him, and if he decides to go, then then that's what it is. And we've enjoyed having him. Um, but yeah, I mean, he'll be he'll be greatly missed for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so we have some rapid fire questions. We ask everybody these who comes on. We're just gonna try and bang them out fast. Are you ready? Okay. First question: Who's your favorite runner? Prefontaine. Okay. Favorite movie? <sighs> Star Wars Episode Five. Favorite food? Pizza. Moans or Tiger Inn? Moans. Favorite professor? 
Ooh. Dr. Holt. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Dream vacation. Iceland. Iceland. Really? Yeah. Is there good running up there in Iceland? Or? I mean, I don't know. I think it's just beautiful. I'm sure the running would be great too, but. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, our final question for you. What would you, and if you feel comfortable speaking on behalf of Coach Griswold, what would you guys want to tell any recruits or any young men thinking about joining the team? Um, if you want to be part of something that's growing and you want to be part of a good team culture outside of just the pure aspect of running, then you should come to Hampton Sydney and run. Um, our program is all about being well-rounded, and we really take seriously our academics, our family, our friends, things outside of running, but we also like to run. And so having that in mind, I think really sets us apart from other programs. You know, I can, I can, I can come to Hampton Sydney and run as seriously as I want and take it very competitively, but I can also still do well in my academics and go see my family when I want to because we're division three and because we're at Hampton Sydney, a school that prioritizes those things. And I think that's really important for any, any athlete in general. Um, so, I mean, yeah, you, you know, you want to get the parts of college that you need to get by going to college and you also want to run and do well and get better. Come to Hampton Sydney. It's a, it's a great place to be and a great place to get better. And you'll never find a more personal and involved coach than Coach Griswold. If you want someone to be a father-like figure to you for four years at college, Coach Griswold will be that for you. So, I mean, I, th I think that speaks for itself. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much for coming on, Cade. We hope you have a good season. We hope you have a good showing at the ODAC Championships coming up this Saturday, the 28th. Thank you so much. Once again, a big thank you to Cade Minton, junior captain of the cross-country team, for joining us this week. Coming up this week for Hampton Sydney Golf B team is currently competing at the ODAC Preview Tournament. They are sitting at 7th place after Monday's round. And going into Tuesday's second round, they are shooting a combined 319 to be 31 over par. Peyton Lambert leads the Tigers, shooting 9 over in his first round with an eagle on the 10th hold. Tigers sit 16 shots behind the first place Shenandoah University. On Tuesday, tennis will have a scrimmage against Randolph College at Hampton Sydney's tennis courts at 3.30. Tiger soccer has their final match of the season on the road at Eastern Mennonite University. That's Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Again, Tigers need to win and find some favorable results in other ODAC matchups on Wednesday if they hope to reach the postseason. Tiger Swim will have their first conference meet at Randolph College on Friday. Tiger Swim team is looking to show an improvement from their loss to Southern Virginia earlier this month. Tigers Cross Country will run in the ODAC Championships this Saturday morning at 11 at Green Hill Park in Salem, Virginia. Senior Carter Bertram and junior Cade Minton, the two captains, try to lead the Tigers to their first ODAC championship title. On Saturday, rugby will play the VCU Rams in Richmond. 
It's the last matchup in the fall for the rugby team before the Cardinal Collegiate Rugby Conference Tournament the following weekend, that being November 4th and 5th. Hampton City Football plays on the road Saturday at Guilford. Quakers are 2-5 this season, 0-4 in conference play. Their only wins coming from Week 1 and 2 when they played Greensboro College and Methodist University. The Quakers average under 280 yards of offense per game, while the Tigers are averaging over 300 yards of passing offense alone per game. Tigers really looking to solidify their comfort with their bread-and-butter passing offense and their defensive concepts to get a start into building momentum with only two weeks left before Macon Week. Golf A-Team makes the journey to Sin City for the NCAA Division III Fall Preview at Boulder Creek Golf Club in Nevada, that being this Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And once again, folks, we'd like to remind you that this Friday, October 27th, is the Round Ball Club 17th Annual Tip-Off Banquet. Tickets are still on sale. They are $95, and you will get free dinner, drinks, access to a raffle and silent auction, and entertainment by the magician and mentalist Chris Michael, along with special guest ESPN basketball analyst Corey Alexander. Again, that is this Friday, October 27th at 6 p.m. Tickets available for only $95. And I'm Luke Lindquist, and until next week, Roll Tigers!